everybody. Welcome back to Evolved Athletics Radio. My name's Jim Young. This is episode 68. We're going to talk about automation versus face-to-face personal training. Now, with a lot of the gyms still under heavy restrictions and in in some areas just flat out closed still, uh, again, this depends on where in the world you are, but you know, a lot of people over the last year, because of the lack of being able to go to a gym, a lot of people, especially people I talk to on a pretty regular basis, have switched to either online services or, you know, have downloaded various apps, which, you know, not surprising. Um, but the question that I get a lot is, is one better than another? And, you know, to be really honest, um, over the years, there have been, you know, data, uh, data collected to show that a lot of the free apps anyways are basically useless and some of them even posed, uh, you know, some higher risks. You know, a lot of them didn't uh, fit some of the criteria from larger organizations like American College of Sports Medicine, for instance, and there didn't really seem to be too big of a difference versus the free version and the paid version, you know, of the same app. And the, you know, again, the question of whether one's better than another, what I would say is that if you find, you know, a a reputable app or software program, then, you know, hands down, it's probably going to be, you know, way cheaper than if you're working face-to-face with a coach mainly because you're you're not just there face to face with them working out but you're also taking their time which means that if they're working one on one they can't work with anybody else so that cost you know goes up you know and you might pay anywhere from you know 30 35 dollars to you know over 100 dollars an hour to pay for a decent coach face to face. So you can imagine if you're, you know, doing multiple sessions a week, that's going to be quite expensive versus some of the software and some of the apps that are out there. You know, you might pay 20, 25 bucks a month for the subscription. And then you've got, you know, an automated program generator or an automated, you know, macronutrient tracking program, or you have something to log your workouts, you know, what, whatever, you know, in th- then there's other like coaching software, you know, that's out there that, you know, like avatar nutrition, for instance, has got one, uh, Lane Norton's got one called carbon, uh, Mike Isretel and I forget the other guy's name has got one out there called Renaissance periodization. They, they've got one, you know, and I'm sure there's a ton of other ones, but those are the ones that I think of right off the top of my head. So again, you can kind of see that there's a you know huge price difference between you know paying for a coach or a personal trainer face to face versus paying for you know an app that might be a one time fee or you know a monthly subscription to a program that you know would put together everything that a personal trainer or coach would put together for you. Now the you know, other angle to this is, you know, online coaching, which if you remember just, you know, a minute ago, I was saying that when you're working with a coach face-to-face or a personal trainer face-to-face, 
you know, you're exclusive to them at that point and they can't work with anybody else during that time. So that price skyrockets, right? Versus online training, what happens is they will have various touch points throughout the week. They develop your program, you know, and anything else that they might offer as part of that program. Uh, but the difference is, is that they might be able to work with multiple people on the same day um, in a shorter time frame, which again, for that, you know, coach or personal trainer is one, it's going to make it a little less expensive, you know, so you might pay, you know, 180, 200 bucks for the whole month versus, you know, per hour, right? Or whatever it breaks down per session. Um, so again, that's, that's going to be a huge cost saver for you. And so, so let me circle back around. When people ask me if one's better than another, it, just given where where and what we've been through this past year, my bias is that I would recommend online coaching at the end of the day versus a face-to-face coach. Now, you're going to have to do a little bit more due diligence in learning more about your coach and how credible they are and how long they've been doing you know, coaching and stuff like that. So one of the things that I tend to recommend to people if, you know, an online coach doesn't recommend it is to do your initial appointment via Zoom. Um, you know, hopefully, again, depending on how, you know, the coach personal trainer runs their business, they might do, you know, a, a follow-up phone call after you've shown some interest. So that way you're able to talk to them on the phone. And then, you know, after that, the first session should really be, you know, video, if possible, right? Because one of the advantages of online training is that you pick the medium as far as how communication takes place, and you have a little bit much more control over how, you know, everything kind of rolls out. The other thing I want to add to that is, you know, if you're doing online training, it's better to over-communicate than under communicate, especially if there's a goal that you're, you know, adamant on trying to reach. Just keep in mind that you're still paying this trainer or coach to help you reach your goal. And if you under communicate, that's a problem. If you over communicate, that's not your problem. That's going to be on the trainer or coach, right? Because that's what they're getting paid for is to help you reach your goal. Now, if you're over communicating stuff that isn't going to help you reach your goal, then, you know, that might be a problem. But um, so let me let me circle back around. As far as apps are concerned, um, I don't like apps as far as the whole uh, automation of fitness. I, I don't I don't like fitness apps, uh, generally speaking, um, software and membership apps. Now, those are a little bit different because to keep a subscription up, there's typically a staff that's behind that. Um, obviously, you want to look at the company that's creating the app or the software. And some of those uh, companies that I had listed off, you know, the ones by uh, Avatar, uh, Carbon, I think that's one by uh, Lane Norton makes. 
And then Renaissance Periodization also has one too. You know, those are companies that constantly reinvest into their, their programs. And, you know, I, I ha- again, I have to imagine there's more out there. Um, those ones I would recommend. The standalone fitness apps from, you know, companies that aren't very big or, you know, haven't made any updates in three or four years. Those are companies I'd probably stay away from. And, and you can see when you go to the the app stores, regardless of what platform you're on, you can see when the last update was made. And if it's been a couple of years, I'd say leave it alone. Um, but those other companies uh, will probably come in handy for you. Uh, and that's, you know, regardless of whether you're a beginner and intermediate or advanced, you know, those, those apps can still be uh, handy. Now, one thing that I haven't touched on is there are online trainers right now that use automation software to pump out really generic programming. Uh, that that can be problematic, um, especially if your program doesn't change, you know, every four or five weeks. Um, then then there's something you know fishy going on there. And if their messaging seems to be, you know, if it's if it feels automated, if there's nothing personal in there, then again, I. I, I would call that into suspicion, uh, but honestly, you're not going to know until you already pay for their service and get rolling. Um, and but that might be something that you want to point out to them as well. Um, so again, you know, just to kind of reiterate, uh, I'm not I'm not as flip on automation uh, in terms of you know recommending it to people. There are certain platforms that are automated that I do recommend. Um, especially for people that are just getting started out. Um, there are a few, um, honestly where I would, again, I'm kind of biased because I do online training myself, but I'd still recommend people go the online route versus face to face. Um, unless you need a lot of hands-on help. If you need a lot of hands-on help, then face to face, uh, training or coaching would be really helpful, uh, and I think that might be more from a biomechanics perspective because I think a lot of, you know, verbal coaching or cueing. I think a lot of that can happen, you know, over, over an online platform. So, um, but yeah, that's my two cents. Um, again, I'm not I'm not huge on automation. I think it has its place. Um, I think that there should be a personal touch with anything that is automated. As far as face-to-face is concerned, you know, honestly, I even after the pandemic's over with and things start to level out, I still don't think that there's going to be a huge demand for face-to-face uh, personal trainers moving forward. So, but hey, if you have any thoughts on the topic, you know, drop them in the uh, the, the voice recording and, uh, I will address it as best as possible. Uh, otherwise I will talk to you guys next week. Thanks everybody.